and we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. My guest today is one of Sean. How are you doing, Sean? <laughs> oh, i finally gotten some decent sleep, and I'm trying to relax. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. We have a nice early morning show for you guys. Uh, his Twitter is at OKPackerFan13. Uh, is that correct? Yep. Okay, yes. Excellent. So if you guys want to check him out, just see him there. Uh, let's get started. Let's talk about the 2023 Men's College World Series, uh, the finals between Florida and LSU. Uh, the first game, pretty good game, close game, winning the extra innings. Um, LSU ended up uh, uh, bringing it out, winning the game. Our second game, there was a record set. I believe it was 24-4 to 4, Florida. So uh, did, did anybody actually – uh, uh, I, I imagine girls didn't actually throw shoes at each other though, right? Yeah, yeah. So – there was a record set, uh, 24 to 4. I mean, I uh, remember that. Uh, it was like, I remember that crap watching an LSU game just to watch an LSU game while my wife was working around me. I'm just like, oh, wow, this is what I married. Like, <laughs> and then we had uh, in the third game, the third game, it actually switched. LSU ended up winning big. I think it was like 18 to 3 or 19 or 20 to 3, something like that. But Congratulations to LSU Tigers for winning the national championship in the men's college world series. What, what are your thoughts on that, Sean? What, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you not I, like it? What's going on? Well, ugh, I'm trying to ignore that rivalry as much as possible. Cause it's kind of going to become one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been feeling that my entire marriage. I'm just like, if these two teams were actually playing each other. We'd learn about each other and we'd hate each other, but I'm just like, I like both a little bit because at least LSU screws with Alabama, but ugh. yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the SEC, you know, they won it again. Uh, last year, the SEC won, uh, Ole Miss won, the Ole Miss Rebels won, and they were actually the last seed to come in. And then they were, uh, they were, they, they won, they won the whole thing. Can you believe that? So you never know about these things. Number one seed may not win it. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts there, Sean? I, uh, <laughs> With with brackets, it's like you have to know exactly how it was created, why, and then once you know what your odds are, the chips are what they may. I mean, it was like my joke about my marriage is that I was like, I'm sure people told Jenna, I was like, well, you better get used to sports. Uh, your husband will be watching this game today. And be like, they didn't realize they weren't fact-checking the fact that she ended up with the other side. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, uh so yeah, so I take it. I take it. Are you in? Uh, are you in Texas? Are you from the South? Uh, what's What's happening there? Uh, well, I live uh, in the Texas Panhandle, oh, but I, I was born in Norman. But it's like I've literally never gotten to live in Norman because of how hard it has been for me to survive life. And it's just like my own part of Oklahoma doesn't even feel right because it's you know just above Texas, and it's just like. That's been like a car crash my entire life working around that triangle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, so obviously from Oklahoma, big OU fan, big, uh, boomer sooner fan. Dude. I don't know how my dad survived the nineties cause he'd feel cursed if he actually worried about it. Cause it's like when I was finally paying attention in 2000 was the only national title of my entire life. So it's like, I got the championship first, and then I've been watching everybody else go ape shit since. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, you're right on that uh, Texas. Yeah, you're in the Texas Panhandle, right on the border of the Texas uh, Oklahoma border. 
Uh, so yeah, it's hard be, to be like, well, okay, who do I root for? Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's like in that part of the red river where it starts before it even gets to OU Texas is like usually a desert, but now with the El Nino and the weather patterns right now, it's freaking raining. Like God is crying or something. And it's just <laughs> driving us all nuts. Cause it's like, I don't even own an umbrella. It's like, I'm not, I, I we, 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 we do hats here because it's like, it's too expensive to own an umbrella. It's like, it's not supposed to rain here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, uh, it rained pretty hard yesterday in, uh, in Houston. I was at Memorial Park running and, uh, all of a sudden it just poured on me just a little bit of a monsoon on me. So I had to, I had to get yeah, back but, to the car and I was, but, but yeah, you, but yeah, you can, you can ask the guys from last night when I said I was outside sitting in a rainstorm, I literally was cause my wife was trying to grill and she was prepping the food and mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there with a fire raining on it. But, and I'm a train fan. So I'm like, it was like after 40 minutes of chatting with the guys, I finally just was like, babe, are you, have you given up on this or not yet? And she was like, what? And I'm like, Oh yeah, shit! It's raining. I'm like, so I fucking dunked it in our pool. We can't even use right now because our pool filter is broken. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll get that fixed. You'll get it fixed. Let's go back to uh, Oklahoma. Let's go back to OU. Uh, speaking of which, the uh, congratulations to the Oklahoma Sooners uh, women's softball team. They had won the 2023 Women's College World Series. Um, they beat uh, Florida State three games to one. So I'm sure everybody. I'm sure you're happy. I'm sure your wife's happy. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Sean, I it's I'm always happy for the women's teams when they win, but it's like sometimes not paying attention to them is better for guys. You know, it's like it's like you need the girl dads to lift them up, but then it's like you don't want the assholes to show up and heckle them. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I've been a coach for 14 years uh, in Austin. Um, Some of the best athletes I've ever coached have been the girls. You know. Oh yeah, trust me. I already know, brother. But it's like in today's culture, trying to find a way to coach them that can keep the moms happy. I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and that puts in today's culture. You're right. That proves a good point. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, some of the best athletes I've ever coached have been girls. But I also think this is one of the important reasons why we need women's sports. I mean, look at the three-on-three FIBA World Cup um, in basketball. Uh, The U.S. had won that, the World Cup, and they qualify now for the 2024 Paris Games at the Olympics. Uh, And our our men's team got to the final, but they lost. But our women's team won. So it just goes to show you – you know, that we need women's sports. Um, yeah. And uh, I'd imagine that's probably one reason why doing basketball in different formats is actually important. Cause it's like, if you actually finally just, it's like, I'd imagine with three V three and girls, it's a little easier to pay attention and actually fall in love with the players. Like, like, Oh, yeah. if you're watching only three play against three and you can tell exactly what they're doing, it's like, Oh, I'm sure that's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I watched some of it. It's pretty fun, you know. It's um, and you know, of course, go USA. They they won it. They beat, I believe, they beat uh, Magnolia in the uh, final game. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the point is, though, this is one of the most important reasons why we need women's sports. It lifts them up. Um, you know, young young girls today, they uh, if they want to play sports, it's healthy environment. It's um, it, it, there's so many benefits to it. And uh, uh, for one, you're giving them a safe place to stay away from the boys. If you do your locker room, right? Right. Yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, no, it's a safe place for them. Um, it builds their confidence and stuff like that. And that's one of the, one of the reasons why we need uh, women's sports in the world. Um, and, and they represent their country. They represent their community. They represent their city. Uh, great, greatly. So, I mean, look at, look at Texas tech, Sean, I went to Texas tech. I was a red Raider. And I think one of our first national titles, if not the first national title was the 1993 uh, women's final four where Texas tech won it all with Cheryl swoops. Do you, uh, do you remember that at all? This was 93. Yeah. Not at all, bro, but I was probably in freaking temple with my dad going crazy because I was singing God bless Texas. There you go. <laughs> my dad was in the military. He was like, he, uh, once they couldn't handle Norman, they did military and I ended up in temple, Texas, and then Germany. So it was like, it was like once dad is done smoking that I ended up in Germany and came to soccer first. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of which you're, you're a big soccer fan, right? Oh Yeah. So who, who's your favorite team in soccer? Is it Manchester United? Uh, I've officially given up on them just for f- uh, flirting with the Qataris. It was like I'm trying to follow Fulham this year and the American players. Okay. Okay, excellent. It's like basically I'll root for Fulham and all the American players because I'm like one of these days those kids with how talented they are are going to find the leadership to lift that damn trophy and win a World Cup. But it's like the leadership is just so screwed off right now. I'm like – I'm going to be watching these kids trying to work around their coaches to lift that thing. And I'm just like, it's going to be a crazy world cup when we're hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, I mean, listen, you know, our women's team won the world cup. That's another great example. The, uh, women's national U S women's national team won the world cup. Hopefully they can get one again pretty soon here. Uh, if you're, if, uh, if you're wondering, um, uh, Technically, us and Canada are the defending champions because Canada are the defending Olympic holders and we're the defending holders from the World Cup. And it's like, that's always struck me weird that the women get to play for the World Championship twice because FIFA doesn't care with the Olympics but because of the branding. But then it's in that sequence of years. So it's like you get two women's world champions two years in a row and then you go uh-huh. two years without, like... Yeah. So it's like uh, us and Canada are both of the defending champions. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so who's your favorite player? Uh, very easily Alex Morgan, just because I have wa- followed her struggles for years. But it's like to me, I don't even know these players right now because I've been trying to leave them alone. I've just been like, I know that they go through a lot of, sh- they go through a lot just to play their game, and I'm just like. I know they'll arrive when they finally get there, but it's like, yeah, it's like I'm it's, I'm more into following the other teams and trying to figure out who's going to rise and who's going to crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, with Alex Morgan, uh, yeah, no, I think she's a great person. I think she and her husband, I think, live in Seattle, but she's it's a great like, person. Uh, 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 I remember she basically made her husband eligible for the men's team. Yeah. I, I want to say, and then it didn't work out, and it's like I've been trying to avoid that just to leave her alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Lionel Messi coming to uh, Miami, traveling to the United States? Uh, there's the big part of the soccer culture is like, why are they wasting money on his last legs? But I'm just like, Ellie, I'm just happy for Messi being happy because it's like Ronaldo made the opposite choice and went to Saudi Arabia. I'm like, Messi came here because Miami has an office where 
the Argentina national team has headquarters. And he's like, I can play for Argentina longer in Miami and my wife will be happier in Miami. So he just threw his flag down there. He was like, MLS found a way to make it happen. And I'm just like, guys, mm-hmm. the Beckham revolution grew the league so strong that we actually had a league. It's like with it happening again, is like, just get quiet and watch it rise. Just get quiet and watch it rise. Right. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on, guys. The MLS is dominating attendance figures, but it can't achieve relevancy because y'all tear it down with your griping. But it goes up because of the players, and it's just a parabola because of the way y'all are doing the college football stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just an Oklahoman here without a team that roots for beating Mexico in the champions league and leagues cup. I'm just like with our own teams. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I've got reasons to gripe about them all. And OU soccer. I mean, Oklahoma soccer stuff is so like Tulsa is basically the only place that soccer works so far in Oklahoma. And it's like, because Tulsa have got a team in the second tier and the second tier team from Oklahoma city is on hiatus. Cause they can't find anywhere legal to play. And I'm just like, how can y'all not figure this stuff out? when we have all this open country to build on. If you actually knew how to build it. Right. And I'm just like, Ugh. it's frustrating. Yeah, well, frustrating. Like, like, uh, like I want to say Pele actually played in Tulsa's college football stadium when the NASL was coming around. And it's like, they literally got Pele in Tulsa, and Tulsa won a championship in the NASL. But it's like, and we've had Joe Maxmore, Daryl DK, and this kid that just won the Croatian Cup with, technically his mom played for Stillwater, and that's how he got eligible. And I'm just like, yeah, these scholarships suck when the international kids take them, but then sometimes the kids decide they like America. Like, that's what I'm watching. That's what I'm watching now with Oklahoma. I'm like, we got Daryl DK from Edmond. We got this kid from, from Stillwater. I'm just like, I know you still doesn't have a men's team. That's why I'm so happy about the SEC. I'm like, yes, the college soccer doesn't work for FIFA uh-huh. because you need to play games to develop. But at the same time, it's kind of like your broken toy XFL already just because it's still there. It's like, it's your broken toy XFL for the players that need a second chance. And it's just like, yeah, it's like we've got the perfect setup for players that want to rise, but then we're not paying proper attention to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, do you think? Uh, I mean, soccer is becoming a huge sport now in the United States. I know it's big in Austin. I lived in Austin for a little while. Uh, bull, bull, believe me, since I was you know earning my cha- paychecks, uh, just. Uh, ever since they got their team, I've been going ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's like boomer, boomer sooner. Just uh, I've been going ape shit just because they have a team. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know uh, in Austin, I went to a, I went to a game one time. It was a lot of fun. I know. I think McConaughey is is part owner. Matthew McConaughey is part owner of that. Oh team. yeah, but uh, it's like that is perfect for him. Just rooting them on we are Marshall style this is like he can gripe them into plague and I'm just like how do we not have this already in Oklahoma like 
It's like, yeah. if I could build it myself, I would, because I would know exactly what to do. It was like, my branding would be OU, Stillwater would build up a team, and then we'd just have the rivalry going back and forth. I'm just be like, just treat each other better at this point. We're losing Bedlam. Let's just enjoy the rivalry and treat each other better. Just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, um, come on. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, do you remember the, uh, 90s with David Beckham? Remember how huge it was when he came over, I believe, to the LA Galaxy? Dude, dude, I can tell you exactly where I was when he played his first game for the Galaxy. It was a preseason friendly against Chelsea, and we were at a steakhouse with literally nobody there. And me and my dad were paying attention to it because we understood what was going on. It was just like, <laughs> my dad chose Manchester United for the trophies. God love him. And, uh, I'm at the point where I don't care about the club trophies because I understand the the, bull, the bullshit behind the game too well. It's just like part of why I've been so sad and so <laughs> mentally challenged in recent years is just because the World Cup has been in evil places. It's been Qatar. It's been Russia. When Brazil had it, they were spending too much money and their people were crazy. Yeah. South Africa did the same thing. It's like the last time it was actually somewhere that could afford the infrastructure upgrades was Germany in 06. And I'm just like, y'all are killing the world to have a good time. Like FIFA, get your house in order. Like y'all are just the most corrupt thing on earth, driving everybody nuts. Like if y'all were actually not corrupt, it would freak everybody out. But it's like, <laughs> So you didn't like the uh, the games in Qatar, obviously. Dude, I was trying to punt that thing fourth and 26 style because I'm just like, I cannot, I cannot let go how they built their stadiums because it's basically modern-day slave labor, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. I know how bad it's going to be when we get there. I'm going to be enjoying the games and trying to figure out how we don't forget how – disgraceful these stadiums were and it's just like mm -hmm. and they're threatening to do it again because Saudi Arabia wants that tournament too and I'm just like y'all are insane like make forcing these countries to take on the whole world okay maybe it's good for them but it's like mm -hmm. it, the, the, the part of me that knows how hard that is for the professionals behind the scenes of law enforcement, EMT and keeping people calm and yeah. safety, issues. not having murders and manslaughters and Hillsboroughs is just like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? <laughs> what, what do you think about the uh, 2024 Olympic games in Paris? Uh, what, what's your feelings on that one? That should hopefully be fun because the Parisian people are trying to show how off, how great they're, quality of life as and it's like they're fighting for their pensions because of how hard the world is and it's like paris showing the world how good the french quality of life is if they can get there and do it like that it'll be good for the world i feel like mm -hmm. yeah yeah well uh i know at one point i was trying to uh get the olympics in the united states they had like a voting thing for the fans uh this was a couple years ago of where the next olympics should be and I think one of the places was Houston, which is where I'm from. So um, I was trying to – now I know the people and the fans would, would probably – because it brings a lot of people here. It brings the athletes from different countries here. But also um, 
it brings a lot more revenue here. Money, money wise comes here. Although the people would not like the traffic. I mean, that would be the big thing. Or, or the humidity or the potential of a hurricane or yeah. the potential <laughs> of a tornado, the, all that Texas, you <laughs> build it. It just, ugh. yeah, but it is one of the biggest markets in the country. And, Heck, Tim Howard's first OU, uh, Tim Howard's first USA Mexico game was there, and it was a nil-nil draw. That's why Sir Alex Ferguson bought him, and he played briefly for Manchester United before he got stuck with Everton. It was like Sir Alex saw him defend for his life against Mexico. It was like I want that one, and then it didn't work out somehow behind the scenes. And I'm just like, I literally had my dad buy that jersey, even though I didn't want to play goalkeeper just because he was an American playing for that team. And I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Olympics, let's talk about that for a second. Of course, now the Olympic Games, they have three-on-three basketball. They have power walking now as an Olympic sport. Um, what? Do you think, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you think um, football this – is, this, is, this talk has been for years now, but do you think tackle football should be an Olympic sport? Yes, but we have to clarify the rules for safety. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they're already sort of doing this around Canton, Ohio, and they send like Division three college kids to win it. And it's like, I can tell the rest of the world wants to play that sport, but it's like, I remember how my uh, offensive line coach described it because he played linebacker for Stillwater. And I'm just like, he used to say basketball is a contact sport and football is a collision sport. And I'm just like, I tried for a while with football and I just got sick of the collision sport. Soccer practice was more fun than football games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I played football, I played football, ran track and uh, it was probably playing high school football, the whole Texas high school football thing. It was so much fun, so much fun. Yeah. That, that's another one of the things that's both fun and challenging about Oklahoma is that you got the, opportunity to do both in high school and i was like i was balancing that knife edge because i didn't really belong well with either one and it was like i finally had sort of made it senior year soccer because it was like i could tell how it was like i i finally understood my place because it was like my team didn't need me because they were talented but my team needed me because i cared and it was like (sighs) yeah yeah. It was like they watched me for three years and the year I was gone sophomore year because I had a football injury. Just try my damnedest because I love the game. And it was like mm-hmm. when we finally got to the playoff senior year, we had a home game with people that cared and it died on penalty kicks. And we're just scurrying off to the locker room as quickly as humanly possible because we want to be pissed off. And the entire crowd like jumps us because they're happy. And I'm like, Y'all should have been here for the regular season games. It's like, we died on penalty kicks, you idiots. We died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so, speaking of football, obviously you play football. What What's your best memory, would you say, about playing the game of football? Is it, the, or, the, original, the, the, the original memory. We had uh, a coach that actually played for OU and green Bay, but hated both because of the living conditions. Mm -hmm. So it was like, uh, and it was the very first year that, that, um, Oklahoma offered spring practice. So I was an eighth grader trying to do it. So I got stuck being starting right tackle at 
Tulsa camp during the 06 World Cup. It was just like my quarterback loved him, loved me, God love him, because I was trying my damnedest and he knew I could he could mold me into whatever he needed. And it was like he tried to get me to be social, but I was like to me, it felt like he was just trying to find me a girlfriend and I wasn't ready. I was like, dude, I have to play the long game. I have to pick the right one. If I fall on my sword too early, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> But, you know, you got to represent your community. You got to represent the school. You got to represent, you know, just your players, your buddies. That and and everybody else. I mean that 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 to me was probably some. Yeah, well, you know, this this is one of those things about colors that drives me nuts because it's like I'm so crimson and cream. You know, donating plasma and my blood is, is it's red, it's crimson and cream, but it's like it's just or orange and black drive me nuts because it's. Ugh. Yeah. You know, uh, Norman is an orange. Norman is actually an uh, orange and black high school because their tradition is better than Oklahoma State's, mm-hmm. which that drove me nuts when I found that out during a speech tournament. And then it's like Norman North is green and white. And I'm just like, well, shoot, I'd have loved Norman if we would got to stay. But it's like living there for my parents at the time they made their choices in life was hard. And yeah. it's like they made choices I would have assigned them to differently. And it's like, yeah yeah what's your uh what's your favorite nfl team the green bay packers okay okay how do you uh how do you feel about aaron Rodgers leaving and going to the jets new york jets i'm glad we are finally done with his karma and starting over it's just mm-hmm. with this constant car crash of brett Favre's karma and aaron Rodgers' karma is like to me the part with the way, knowing the way those men conduct themselves it, just because of how much Packers fans love them. I'm just like, it's no wonder both players only got one Super Bowl with the way they behave. Yeah. It's just like, uh, well, not to mention Rogers is one was in my first year trying to do college, but I was burned out from high school. So it was like paying attention to them kind of screwed me up college wise, but they won the damn ring. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it's all right because you know well i grew up in houston so it's uh the houston oilers never made it there we got close uh, oh dude 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 the only reason they were probably on tv the day i was paying attention was because we were playing the tennessee oilers it was like Amarillo just decided let the Oilers fans be pissed off and give green bay uh, uh, brett Favre good ratings i was like i was watching brett and reggie work and it was like Holy crap, this is what that sport is like. I love Bretton. I love Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah like, so. I, I, I miss Reggie every day, man. I can't believe he's been gone for like 19 years now. May uh may God rest his soul, you know? Yeah. So, he was he was a great player. He definitely was a great player. I lo- I loved watching him play as a kid. So Yeah, it, it's 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 like with OU history with, you know. DKR betraying us just because he's from Hollis, you know, Hollis, Oklahoma, right there where the river, you know, should have engulfed that crap because of DKR, mm-hmm. but hopefully it won't because, you know, you know, whether you don't want an entire river moving, that's for sure. When we use it, especially when you use it as a border, but it's like, that's kind of what it feels like with what the river being dry and now it's raining. It's like, is the freaking river going to change when we use that as a, the border? I'm like, so it's like DKR literally built up Texas because he, uh, because 
you know, it was his opportunity. And then it's like, now that Heupel is building up Tennessee, I'm just in him wearing those colors. I'm like, at least it's not Texas. Thank God it's not Texas. He's wearing those colors, but thank God it's not Texas. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, you know, now we have the Houston Texans. You know, orders moved to Tennessee, became the Tennessee Titans. Now we have the Houston Texans and our franchise. We've gone to gone through like 32 quarterbacks. So our hopefully our next one, CJ Stroud from uh, Ohio State, can can be our franchise quarterback and stay here and and hopefully lift us up and get us over that hill. What, what do you uh, think about that? You'd have to think about it. You'd have to ask an Ohio State fan. But it's like from what I can remember, college football wise, he seems like he's ready to work and work hard and build up his team because it's like he's probably used to Ohio State life and being good, and it's like. Yeah. I mean, think about think about Jalen Hurts. My buddy was like, I, I literally posted on Facebook, Orange Bowl secondary goal, recruit Jalen Hurts to Norman. And my buddy thought I was crazy. I'm like, but where else is he gonna go that has a chance at the playoff? And I'm yeah. like, I like I knew he would come here because we had a hole, and I'm like, he's gonna fill that hole and we might still have a chance. And it's ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, you know, uh, what do you think about Bryce Young going to the Carolina Panthers first round? He's not that tall. He's about 5'11". I don't know. To me anymore, height doesn't matter if you know how to use it right. It's yeah. like – I mean, look at Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, if you know how to use your height correctly and you can throw lawn darts, what does it matter? Like, I mean, yes, be, being tall is good for being a quarterback because you can see everything better. But it's like at the same time – you kind of want the tall kids catching the ball too. So it's like, just find people that like their jobs and make it work. Like, cause it's like, I want nothing more than in the world than to be a tight end. But it's like, if I had actually caught a pass in a game, I'd have been fighting for my life, doing spin moves, all fucking trying to score a touchdown on my very first play, because I'm like, I don't want to die, but I want the yards. I don't want to die, but I want the yards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, I think uh, I think with uh, Houston, I think they're going to win probably about six to eight games. I, I was discussing this with a couple of my buddies last night. I, I say six games. I think they're going to win more than three. We were last place last year, so the only way we can go is up. If you're a Houston fan, I mean, don't you agree, Dan? I this is this is what I enjoy about D the Dallas Cowboys mediocrity when Jerry Jones can't make up their mind and they're just stuck in that mediocrity hell they don't get good draft picks and it's like well that's the best place for them it's like in September and October everybody is trying because everybody has a chance and then once the odds are calculated for November and December you get the teams that tank for the draft picks and it's just like being that bipolar was driving me nuts last year because it was like when Aaron Rodgers, well, obviously we know hindsight 2020 now, but it's like Aaron Rodgers played through the broken thumb against the New York Jets, apparently, just because he he remembered Favre's choices with 2003 and all of Favre's crap. And it was just like, I have to keep this young buck off the field if I want my job. And I'm just like, the Packers should have forced him to take a week off and play Jordan Love against the Jets and be like, dude, you have the week off. Jordan's going to beat the Jets, and then we'll reset. Mm -hmm. Like if they'd have done that, they might have actually had something. But it's like telling the quarterback he's not playing is that impossible in today's culture? And it's just, uh. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, we'll see. Who are your picks? If you had to think, guess right now, who are your picks be in the Super Bowl? If you oh, had to guess right now. Just because you know I got it right last year. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think the Chiefs? I, I, uh, right, right now, there's part of me that's like I haven't been paying good enough attention. I could see Kansas City and Philadelphia going at it again, which rarely happens because yeah. Super Bowl losers usually have a hard time recovering. Yeah. It's, it's like I can, I, I can picture the Chiefs keeping their dynasty going and just the NFC is a cluster fudge that will barely have a chance when it gets there. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could picture the Chiefs keep it, keeping it going. I could picture Patrick Mahomes keeping it going. Um, I think, you know, if he does get another ring, that'll be his third ring. I know everybody in Lubbock would be happy since he's a Red Raider. He's Texas Tech. Dude, I literally had a guy ask me once, what's your opinion on – Pat Mahomes and I just lost it trying to pretend I was local. Was be like, why should they care about Pat Mahomes? He never did a darn thing for them. He never even beat Oklahoma. But that was me remembering sixty six to fifty nine and just like that was a complete and total car crash. It was like because it was a win, but it felt like a loss and it counted against us in the rankings because we gave up all those points and it was just like this is a win that feels like a loss because we lost ugly. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so in Super Bowl, I could see I could see the Chiefs go go uh, going again and possibly repeating. That's why I feel, and I, I can see Philadelphia in there. I think they'll be a tough contender, and I see the Texans winning about six six to eight games. I don't see them going to the playoffs, but I see them winning about six games. Um, I don't think D'Amico Ryan's will bring in um, C.J. Stroud right away. I think he'll wait till about the third or fourth game, maybe bring him in the second half, start kind of start. Uh, doing some um some snaps then you know so. yeah i was trying to pay attention and then my brain kind of jumped to other places i'm sorry <laughs> no you're good you're good i uh we get that sometimes um all right let's move on let's um let's talk about the mlb all-star game are you excited for the uh, 2023 mlb all-star game in seattle no, because the players don't even wear their own jerseys anymore. A person like me has no reason to pay attention because they don't wear their own jerseys anymore. It was like, if I could just watch De La Cruz go ape crap on the league and be like, oh, that one plays here, that one plays here, that one plays here, that one plays here, I would enjoy it. But it was like, since they've done this for branding where you have to already know the players, they've kind of screwed up because you can't get people like me to pay attention if you're wearing an all-star game jersey. It's like, my, my, it's like, when the NBA used to actually wear their own jerseys in the all-star game, it was more entertaining. It was the West versus East. And it was like, you're forcing guys to work together that hate each other. And it's just like, and then it becomes just let's put on a show and win it for the conference. And it's a little bit more fun and a little bit less of a car crash. And it's just, mm-hmm. y'all are, are just completely just change the dynamics of these things. Like, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So, are you going to be watching, or are you just going to be just kind of hanging out? Are you going to watch? The I, whole I, I, dude, I haven't even calculated how it falls against my schedule. Like, <laughs> it, it's like I keep up with the soccer and the football because I love it more. And it's just, mm-hmm. Alan told me that the Reds have gone from having no hope to being the possibility of being the underdog champions. I'm just like, I obviously. I haven't been paying attention to Cincinnati enough as a Johnny Bench Reds fan, but I'm just like, 
this is what they're smoking in Cincinnati right now. That's <laughs> that's that's like because like with Cincinnati, you can't afford to pay starting pitchers, so it's like they only have to win every game eleven to ten or whatever it feels like. Mm-hmm. Because you can't pay starting pitchers in Cincinnati. Maybe you can pay relief pitchers in Cincinnati, but it's just like, you know, the pitching's going to be messed up because of all the the finances of baseball. Just focus on the hitting and focus on the relief pitching, and you might have something because the ownership is greedy. And it's just like, if you just focus on the batters and the relief pitchers, you can do openers and you can rotate the relief pitchers. And it's just the starters are out of there because we can't afford to pay them. Just give me a bunch of relievers, figure it out and you might have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I, uh, the ballot came out and I voted on the ballot who should be the starters for the American league and the national league. Um, I voted for Jordan. I mean, obviously I have to, right. I'm an Astros fan. So I voted for Jordan Alvarez to be the starter for the outfielder, but he did not get it. Um, so we have our stars for both the American league and national league. I think in the American league, I pay more attention to that because I'm, um, you know, the Astros are in the American League now, and uh, but they, um, I think they had like three or four Texas Rangers players in the infield, which is quite amazing. I mean, most most people vote for them. So how do you how do you feel about that? Are, are you a Rangers fan or? No, just I remember how bipolar it felt when uh, the Red Hawks were the AAA for the Rangers. It's just like. Why yeah. are we rooting for them to go there when they're in Texas? And it's like at that time, I didn't realize how strong Baja, Oklahoma culture is in Dallas, but it's just. Did you go to um, a lot of Red Hawks game? Oklahoma City. Yeah, Hawks. well, my grandparents took me to Red Hawks games on occasion, and it's just like, it's like I enjoyed that experience, but I'm just like, why are we rooting for them to go there? It's just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were for a while they were the Rangers uh AAA club and then for a while they were the Astros AAA club and then now I mean the Rangers are uh, AAA clubs the Round Rock Express. So which is yeah. Austin's market for people that don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I used to I used to work for the Round Rock Express uh for a couple of years. Oh, wow. It was fun. Yeah, it's like I'm sure it was. I'm like if you haven't watched my show on OU Texas yet with the Red River series, you need to. It's like yeah, I got this lawyer graduate from UT trying to tell it like it is, and I'm trying to tell it like it is, and we're just <laughs> like, dude, calm down, because I have to tell my stories, you have to tell your stories, and it's like, we made a 30-minute show that's crazy, and it's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How, what What are your feelings about the Red River shootout, one of the biggest rivalries in, in, in Texas and Oklahoma? You got the Red River shootout. I, 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 like... Uh, it's getting to where the heat is driving everybody nuts because October's are starting to feel like summer too. Yeah. It's like my dad doesn't understand why I want that game out of the cotton bowl, but it's like if you actually put them in the air conditioning and Jerry's TVs, they might actually calm down a little bit. And then Jerry gets to steal the money from the state fair of Texas. It's like, that's my opinion at that this point, if you just put that game in a safer place, it might calm down a little bit. There was talks of that. There was talks of leaving the Cotton Bowl Stadium, the neutral field, and then going to – and then have them each year play at either Oklahoma or Texas. What do you uh, What do you feel about oh, that? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. They would destroy Norman and we would destroy Austin. It's like you don't want us playing home and home. Yeah. 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 It would be uh, – we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I mean, you know, now both of them are going to the uh, SEC. So – 
we'll, which uh, me we'll and out Al, me and alan completely dissect the schedule and predict our odds and i'm just like hey if we can adjust to sec life we can compete but if we don't adjust right we got to get used to being mediocre like that's why i'm happy for the 12 team playoff because it's like i'm used to this bcs crap where once you have two losses, the season is over. The mm-hmm. there was a, the year we lost to Tebow. I was kind of happy we didn't win because we lost to Texas that year, and we had the three way tie with Texas Tech. And I'm like, well, at least I can just let this one go because it wouldn't have felt right even even if we had one because we lost to Texas. Yeah, yeah. Just, All right, uh, one more question. I got one more question for you coming in on that time, Mark. Um, your favorite sports film. Oh, wow. I, wow. Just, wow. Um, I could talk about, I could do it. I could do an entire show on sports films, brother. It's like fever pitch has history, dude. And fever pitch is mostly forgotten because people don't think about that kind of movie, but it's like when I was griping about the reds crap, I kind of, followed the Red Sox because the Aaron Boone trade and I was mad about the Aaron Boone trade. And it was like, I followed the Oh three and Oh four Red Sox. And it was my cheat team or whatever you want to call that. And it's like, then the Red Sox bought Liverpool. And as a man, man United fan, I had to give them up and kick them, punt them from fourth and 26. And just, it's like that green monster is fun. And those two playing a world series in the seventies must've been crazy, but it, and us winning, but everybody, forgetting about it because the red Sox won a game six and i'm just like yeah seriously it's like because y'all had that going on i can't even remember we beat the yankees in four are y'all crazy (laughs) yeah yeah well for me it's uh i like uh hoosiers i'm a big fan of hoosiers um there's been a lot of great sports films out there you know certainly chariots of fire yeah but it's like if you watch the the english version of fever pitch the dude actually wrote a book about mm-hmm. fan culture for Arsenal Football Club. Mm-hmm. And that once they parsed this thing that I haven't even read yet, they decided, okay, well, let's make a film about the year. Him and his wife have to learn how to live with each other. And it's just hilarious watching that happen. Yeah. And it's yeah. like the dude literally lives like as close to Hillsborough as humanly possible because he's a season ticket holder and they're both school teachers and they're driving each other nuts. And it's just, <laughs> I'm like, he knows how to manipulate the real estate market for that apartment. And that's what he wanted. He wanted a, 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 a female that could tolerate supporting arsenal, mm-hmm. but she just couldn't in those conditions with what they were like back then. And I'm just like, Dude, you were so before your time, you don't even know it because you had to deal with Hillsborough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Fever Pitch is a great film. It's funny. Um, I like it. You know, it's, uh, I think you're right. I think it's a, a forgotten film, but it, you know, it comes back. I see it on television every once in a while, like late night TV, and, I, and I'll stay up and, and watch it for a little while. It's like I have the DVD, but it's like trying to manage my players of between the Blu-ray and the Xbox. It's like I have to use the Blu-ray player to play DVDs because it's like me and my wife kind of screwed up my Xbox with my cleaning habits because like I would use Windex and clean discs is what my buddy did. But I didn't realize Windex can actually go bad. And it's like our disc trays are kind of screwed and it's just... It's like we go crazy over that. And I was like, I've finally just given up and just do what makes you happy and then forget about it. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, 
you know, Sean, I'm so happy that uh, you came on and talked with me about sports. Uh, did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, beyond a good time. It's like we uh, – I can – it's like we uh, – in 99, why on earth did they put that game for the European TV audience? Because it ended up being two nil-nil draws that went to penalty kicks – in that crazy heat with ocean humidity. And I was just like, I don't know how the fans and the players survived because it was Qatar conditions during the summer with yeah. a double header and double penalty tick kicks and two nil nil draws because the females knew their bodies and they had to play really slow just to have their efforts be worth anything. And I'm just like, this is a marathon when it usually isn't mm-hmm. because of the weather and mom might die. And I'm just, and dad's just following the game. And like, we walked from our parking. I don't know how they did their water to survive. Yeah. It's like their other experience with the world cup was watching the men play in the Pontiac Silverdome of all destroyed places versus Switzerland. And ugh. yeah, it's, it can be rough, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it just as long as everybody's happy, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't know how I don't know how Oklahoma State got Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas at the same time, but it's like they made that work and had fun with it, didn't they? They did. They did. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for uh, stopping by uh, the Matthew Paris Show. I know up top it, there's a different title, but this is the Matthew Paris Show. Um, I guess the producer messed up on that one a little bit, but. Um, so, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Before we leave, though, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Parrish Show. We talk sports. We talk uh, Houston sports. We talk all kinds of sports. Uh, Sean, thank you again so much for uh, coming on. Uh, oh, Parrish yeah, dude. It, it's like it, it's all it, – it, it's, it's like all I want in life is to, is to coach my nephew's soccer team and have the good life. But it's like with the schedule I have to deal with, I don't know how I could possibly pull it off at the moment. Like, ugh. Well, you know what? We'll figure it out, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like I could basically be a scout for Austin and find you Oklahoma players that could help you win stuff. But I'm like, can I actually survive that life of helping Austin? Like, <laughs> if I could just scout Oklahoma soccer players, I'd be the happiest man in the world and I would find you guys. But it'd be like, can I actually tolerate lifting Austin to the stars? Like, cause it's like imagining myself doing it myself is like, I'd be on hunger strike wearing an OU Jersey underneath. Cause I'm like, Mr. McConaughey, this is going to drive me the hell crazy. I have to be able to figure this out, but <laughs> got an OU fan here. I love it. All right. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, you guys have a great time, Sean. Thank you again so much. And, uh, you guys, we'll see. We'll see you soon. All right, take yep. care.